0: As I said earlier, today's the first Sunday of Advent. And Advent is the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And we're starting a message series today that I've called, He Shall Be Called. And um, over the next several weeks, we're going to be focusing on one passage of Scripture uh, from that uh, passage that was read earlier when we lit the Advent candles this morning. It's Isaiah 9, verse 6 where we read, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. How would you like to live up to those names? (laughs) He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's quite a list of titles, and yet Isaiah, he's prophesying 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ that this Savior is coming, and he is going to be all of this and so much more. And over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking more closely at each of these titles, one each week, and the goal is that we would have a deeper understanding of who Jesus is so that when we come to Christmas Day, we are uh, more filled with a sense of awe and wonder and adoration. And, you know, we need to be really intentional about seeking Jesus during this time of year especially and and keeping Christ at the the center because the world is pulling us in a very different direction. To, To focus on shopping and recipes and getting the Christmas cards in the mail and Stressing over family get-togethers where relationships might be strained. And if we can, in the midst of uh, all the other things that need to be done, keep Jesus at the center, then we'll have everything that we really need. Uh, Even if, you know, there's a short supply of Xboxes or whatever it is this year or cranberry relish or uh, whatever it is you're seeking, you have everything you really need if you have Jesus at the center of your life look again at verse six and and this is our memory verse uh, for the whole series so let's read it together um isaiah 9 6 for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will call wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace Isaiah 9, 6. And and this is the heart of the Christmas story. God coming down, taking on flesh, living among us, a wonderful counselor, almighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Today we're going to talk about what it means for us that Jesus is a wonderful counselor. Uh, And to get us started, I would just invite you to turn to somebody next to you and And uh, tell them who or where you would be most likely to go for wise advice. Um, Talk to them about if you needed, you know, you had a problem, you needed some uh, help with direction or advice in your life, who would you be most likely to talk to? You don't have to name a specific person. You can say my sister or a good friend or whatever. But just where would you go for advice? (laughs) wise advice all right all right there there are a number of places that we can go for counsel right good counsel and when, but when we think of a counselor, I think we normally think about a mental health counselor or maybe a, a guidance counselor. But Jesus is so much more than that. Isaiah calls him a wonderful counselor. And, and we're going to see later in this series that this title is also pointing towards Jesus' rule, that the government is on his shoulders and he rules as a wonderful counselor, performing great works and, and ruling wisely. And in Isaiah's time, the king was seen as this uh, a counselor and, and a wise counselor, a, a wonderful counselor was uh, was a, a, a good thing to have. And but there's also this promise of one who will be our wonderful counselor, someone who's both uh, ready to listen and a wise advisor, someone who really knows how to live and is willing to share that knowledge with us when we turn to him. And, and Jesus does knows, know everything about us, about our circumstances. He knows our heart. But his presence means more than we have just a friend who will listen to us and understands us. He's someone who acts on our b- behalf. You know, when you think about it, an attorney, they're often called... Uh, Counselors too And and the reason for that is because They stand up for their clients In a court of law And and Jesus is our counselor He not only listens to us He takes that a step further And he becomes an advocate One who stands in our stead And intercedes for us Jesus is a wonderful, wonderful counselor And and if you pull out your message notes We're going to look at four truths That we can count on Because Jesus is a wonderful counselor. And the first is that you can know that he understands. He understands your struggles. He understands your needs. He understands your circumstances perfectly. He's a counselor that when you walk in the counseling room, he already knows it all. Uh, He gets it. He gets you. And he not only knows everything about your circumstances, he understands your pain and your hurt. And, and when times are tough or the day is long or the challenges are endless, he understands what you're going through. And he can advise you and he can walk with you through those things. He promises to do that. In Hebrews 4.15, we read, We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin." And, you know, Jesus suffered on the cross. He he understands what it is to suffer, and he understands what we're feeling when we're hurting. And, you know, um, I started my message earlier in the week, and I got about a page of it written, and then with Thanksgiving and the holiday and everything, we spent Thanksgiving with our family. And um, then on Friday, I got up, worked all day and evening on my message, got up Saturday morning, was feeling pretty good, you know, all right, uh, got it done, gonna have time to do some things here, uh, to uh, uh, practice it and kind of polish it, that kind of thing, and then I remembered I still needed to prepare the Advent reading for, because Jan called, said, did you remember, it's, uh, There's an advent wreath with advent readings. (laughs) So uh, so I opened up a new document. I got an advent reading around that would include the scripture that I was going to be using in my sermon. Got it all ready to print. Um, Went to print. I was make two copies, one for each church. And when the print window came up, it froze. My computer froze. And there's that little rainbow swirly thing on a Mac and it was there and it was there and it stayed there and it stayed there and it swirled and I was just kind of sitting there and kind of in unbelief looking at it until I got to the point where I realized I was going to have to force quit the program and I thought oh, well, I'll just have to rewrite the Advent thing and, and so I force quit it and forgot that my message was also open and I hadn't saved it a I don't know how that even happened. but <laughs> So when I opened Word back up, not only did I have to recreate the Advent reading, I was back to one-page message that I had earlier in the week, and it saved. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you, in that moment, I needed a counselor <laughs> who <laughs> understood my struggles. Oh, I just sat there for the longest time in disbelief. And you know, knowing Jesus doesn't mean that everything's going to be rosy. It doesn't mean that computers won't crash, even though we wish that they wouldn't. It doesn't mean that everything, when but it does mean when everything comes crashing down in your life, that you have someone that you can go to who understands what it is to suffer. You can know this morning that there's Something, if there's something that's crashing in your life, that you have someone who knows how rough life is, who loves you and cares about what you're going through. And that's the second, second thing we can know about our wonderful counselor. We can know that he cares. Jesus not only understands what you're going through, he cares about you. And he invites you to come to him, to seek him, because he loves you. In um, 1 Peter 5, 7, we read, Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. He's this counselor that you can just come in and just (laughs) let go of it all. And uh, he invites us to, to cast everything on him, not because he's paid by the hour to listen to you, but because, like any good counselor, he cares about you. And Christmas is our m- reminder of how much he loves us. Jesus left heaven. He, he came down and took on flesh. He endured the cross so that we would know not only the depth of his love, but the depth of his commitment to us. He He is never going to give up on you. And whatever you're anxious about or worried about, you can go to him. He, he wants the best for your life, and, and he will continue to direct your life and to strengthen you and to lead you. And that's the third tr- truth that you can know. Because Jesus is a wonderful counselor, you can trust him to guide your life in a good direction. Uh, Christ's position as a wonderful counselor means that you can trust him to, to guide your life in a direction that um, will lead you towards God. And when we seek his will for our lives. Proverbs 3, 6 says, Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Jesus wants to, to guide your life towards him and towards eternity with God, but you have to seek his guidance and his purposes for your life. And I was thinking about this, and, and uh, think about this with me. If you, if you had an amazing counselor so wonderful that when you met with him or her you could see your life going in a better direction you felt more hopeful you began to see your life had purpose and when 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 you met with him or her it was like a weight was lifted and it seemed like there was light shining on your life and showing you clearly the next steps that you should take in your circumstances and and, and bringing to light answers to questions that you didn't think there were answers to. And wouldn't you want to spend more time with that counselor? <laughs> wouldn't you want to spend all the time with him or her that you could afford? And yet Jesus is so much more a counselor than that. He knows everything about you, and he loves you. And, and I want to challenge you during Advent Um, to make a daily appointment each day with a wonderful counselor. You know, uh, sometimes we can get so busy, we we don't do the basics. (laughs) We don't take time to be with God. So sit down with him. Open your Bible. Open your heart to him. Tell him what's going on in your life. And believe me, there's, there's no heartache that he can't mend. There's no problem that he can't solve because he's a wonderful counselor and and he's available 24/7. <laughs> he's longing for a deeper relationship. He wants to lead your life in a good direction if you just turn to him. And you know, Jesus most often speaks through prayer and and through his word. So you have to if you want to hear from God, if you want his guidance in your life, then you have to put yourself in the places where God speaks. And and and, and then listen. You know, just don't do all the talking. <laughs> listen. And as you spend time with him, then he'll nudge you. He'll direct your life in in a, a way that's in line with his purposes for you, because you know we can make our plans, <laughs> but it's Jesus' plans that stand, that endure. Psalm thirty three eleven says, "But the Lord's plans stand firm forever; his intentions can never." Be shaken, and, and I think we all long for that life that built to last. That that Jesus is um, uh, going to help us to have if we will go to Him and turn to Him. Jesus is the one whose plans stand firm forever, and He has the power to bring His plans to fulfillment in our life. And that's the fourth truth. Uh, number four: You can know He's able to help you can know that he's able to help. And this is actually where the wonderful part of the counselor comes to play. That, that word wonderful here in Isaiah is a Hebrew word that means incomprehensible. Um, it's used throughout the Old Testament primarily for God who is wonderful and who causes wonderful things to happen. And it's used when God does things that are beyond the, the bounds of human powers or even expectations, things along the lines of parting the Red Sea. This is a powerful, wonderful God. It's used when God does things that, that are amazing. And its first occurrence is in Genesis eighteen fourteen, where Sarah overhears God tell Abraham that she is going to have a son And, and, you know, at this point, she's an old lady, so she laughs, and God hears her laugh, and God says to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? And then the next question he says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too difficult, too wonderful for the Lord to do? Is anything beyond the power and wonder of God? And then that same word is used in Judges thirteen eighteen, and in this passage, the angel of the Lord appears to, uh, to a man named Manoah, and, and he tells him that he and his wife are going to have a baby, and, and so during the midst of this conversation, Manoah says to him, and what is your name? And the Lord's response was this, the angel of the Lord replied, uh, why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful for you to understand. It's too wonderful for you to understand. And Isaiah 9, 6 says there's this child coming. A child would be born and, he, and who would be a wonderful counselor. And by using this word, he's indicating that Jesus is to continue the wonderful works of God. And because Jesus is a wonderful counselor, then we know that he has the power, the ability to work in our lives in miraculous ways. There's nothing too difficult. There's no problem beyond his ability to solve. There's no hurt that's too deep for him to heal. There's no weight too heavy for him to lift. No guilt that he cannot remove. No fear that he cannot dispel. There's nothing beyond the scope of his abilities because he is wonderful wonderful, wonderful counselor. Isn't he wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Isn't Jesus my Lord wonderful? And and the takeaway from the message today that I'm praying will stick with you this week is this. That Jesus is a wonderful counselor who is wonderfully able to help you. Whatever is weighing you down this Christmas season, Maybe there's an empty chair at the table or some kind of loss. Fears about the future, stress about the expense of Christmas presents. Whatever's on your heart, take it to Jesus. He cares for you. He's wonderfully able to help you. And the invitation of Christmas is to come. Come to the manger. Come to Jesus, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. We're going to close with a video this morning that extends that invitation to come. As we close, would you pull out your connection card this morning? I want to look at some ways that you might respond to the message. The first is to memorize the memory verse for the uh, series Isaiah 9-6. The second says, I'm going to be praying for someone during Advent and watch for an opportunity to invite them. Um, Did you receive a little card that says one prayer for... Uh, One person, I didn't seem to get one in my bulletin. I probably dropped it someplace. But anyway, um, what I would like to invite you to do is we all know people who are either hurting or they're kind of confused about the direction of their life or they have questions about uh, God and church and religion or all those kinds of things. We all know somebody that could uh, benefit from a church and a church family. And so what I'd like to ask you to do is to pray for one person at 1 o'clock for one minute um, every day, once a day. And and if you'll just write that person's name on there, and you can take that with you, because I know you turn your connection cards in, and that's like, what did I say I was going to do this week? But <laughs> so, And then pray for them throughout Advent. And while you're praying for them, ask God to Open up a door. Give you an opportunity to invite them to church. You know, and, and then be watching. I mean, if they bring your mail over and say, I don't know why, but the postman gave me your mail today, you know, that might be an opening, you know. So so keep your eyes open uh, for what God might do through that. And then um, number three says, I will pray. And then I'm, I was going to suggest an amount of time, but everybody, uh, you know, some of you aren't praying at all. Others of you already pray ten minutes or whatever, but um, that you're going to pray during Advent a certain amount of time each day intentionally um, and kind of make that appointment with a wonderful counselor each day and let him speak into into your life. All right. so those are some ways you might respond to the message today. These can go in the offering plate. Let's go ahead and have the Ushers, come and receive the offering this morning.